0: Today I want to reflect on the fact that when we come to the church, we sing. It's an important part of our worship. You know, a while ago I read read this poll that stated that music is the second reason why people choose to go to a particular church. The first reason is the quality of preaching, so I hope you're satisfied with that. And then the second is music. The third is geographical closeness. And then others follow. Why is this important? Why is music integrated into our worship? And what happens to us when we sing that makes it important? So first, a disclaimer that Paul that I just referred to surveyed Protestant churches. So there's a big difference here, because for us Catholics, the Holy Mass has two tables. The table of the word. We listen to the word that is proclaimed, and then we listen to the homily that follows. But we know that that is not the most important part of the Mass, because after that, liturgy takes place. So the you know, Jesus Christ, Jesus' sacrifice is renewed And we are invited to enter into that sacrifice. And then we offer ourselves with him to the Father. And we receive communion. So something happens on the altar, regardless of the homily or or the quality of the music. We know that. And for example, at American University, we celebrate daily mass with no music, almost no preaching, half an hour short mass. But it's a very powerful half an hour. Because the students that come, come with faith, and they, they come precisely seeking that, seeking the word of God and the body and blood of Jesus Christ after he renews his atonement for all of us. So okay, we get that. We get that music is not as important because we have liturgy. But yet we also know that music is not a mere ornament, something completely decorative that really doesn't add much. It's somehow the gate of a mystery, the access access to the mystery. Because music helps us to connect our subjectivity with the objectivity of what is happening, of what is taking place. Because it's not enough that something is happening on the altar if you're not connected to it. It's not enough for you at least. When Jesus was dying on the cross, you had Mary, you had John, but also you had, you had the soldiers that were playing dice. They were there at the Calvary, but they were not connecting with the mystery that was taking place, place in that moment. Music helps us with that. Music opens our soul, so to say, our subjectivity. Why? Well, couple of reasons, you know, when when we sing we give us we give ourselves time to connect our feelings with the words that we use. So it's not the same to say kiri eleison it's so quick than to say kiri. Eh. So as you sing that for example Gregorian melody, you give yourself time to realize that you're saying, Kiri, Eleison, Lord, have mercy. And not only time, but also you channel your feelings through the music. And if you don't have feelings, you somehow pump them up by singing. You push yourself to feel that, what you are saying with your mouth. So the first step for this to happen is actually to sing to open your mouth and allow the, you know, your voice to go out. And the second step is to sing with your heart, authentically, to want to mean what you are singing to God because singing expresses love. It channels out our love or our sorrow or our desire to intercede or our praise. For example, soldiers, they sing before battle, right? To, to remind themselves of the love that is moving them for, to, that, to, to that fight. Love for their country, for their families, or even for their own battalion. As I was preparing this, I remember that the Spanish Foreign Legion, they had this song. So I went to YouTube and I heard it again, I like it. It's called the Bridegroom of Death. So they are singing this song, and they're saying, we are the bridegroom of death. Like, we run to death. We don't care, because we're fighting for our country. So, you know, what what is this music for? Well, it's meant to somehow give them courage, help them to go to battle with that emotion, right? So soldiers sing, and lovers sing as well, to express their love for each other. And also workers sing when they're harvesting. Augustine, for example, has a whole whole text on this, how the harvesters, harvesters, they sing when they harvest and we should sing as well. And construction workers, if you've ever been into a construction site, when they see that the house is being built, they begin to sing. They're happy about what they are doing. Monks sing in the choir. They sing to God. And even fans sing to their team. If you ever been to a stadium, I remember when I went to see the Timbers in Portland playing soccer. It was amazing. People were singing and singing together, this sense of brotherhood, because we were rooting for that team. Even animals sing. Birds sing when they're happy. I have a friend that has a canary, and he told me that his bird used to sing very beautifully, but once a cat tried to eat him, and, and then he didn't sing anymore. It's like his feelings were devastated by that. Dogs when they're when they're sad or whatever, right? Frogs sing at night. So we also sing. We sing to God. We sing to the Lord to express our love, our sorrow, our faith. You know, singing is very it's rooted in the scripture, singing to God. For example, in the Old Testament, we have this psalm, Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Three times it says, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord. And in the New Testament, St. Paul writes to the Ephesians. He says, Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and playing to the Lord in your hearts. Singing in your hearts. And then he writes to the Colossians, a similar line. He says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another, singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God, with grateful hearts. James writes in his, in his letter, James chapter 5, he says, is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone in good spirits? He should sing praise. And even our Lord sang before facing his passion in Matthew's account we read then after singing a hymn they went out to the mount of olives so he was singing those sacred hymns with his apostles and he was taking courage for was what was going to come so scriptures encourages us to sing and and why why is that again let's let's ask ourselves why What is the anthropological reason behind it? Well, not only singing allows us to connect our feelings with with our words and say with our hearts to the Lord and to one another things that we would like to say, but also, and this is like a second reason, music unites us, brings us together, unites our voices, like one river of praise or thanksgiving or repentance. A while ago, I read this novel. It's called The Elegance of the Hedgehog. It's a French writer, Muriel Barberi. And it's it's a novel about this 12-year-old little girl that she befriends uh, a neighbor, and and she's a very thoughtful little girl. She doesn't really believe in God, so it's amazing to see how the author describes this character. But, so she's a little, a little pessimistic and, and uh, sarcastic, I would say, but she writes, she says every time, so that she's describing when this little girl goes to sing to her choir, every time it's a miracle. Here are all these people full of heartache and hatred and desire. And we all have our troubles and the school years filled with vulgarity and triviality and consequence. And there are all these teachers and kids of every shape and size. And there's this life we are struggling through full of shouting and tears and laughter and fights and breaks ups and dashed hopes and unexpected luck. It all disappears just like that when the choir begins to sing. Everyday life vanishes into song. You are suddenly overcome with a feeling of brotherhood, of deep solidarity, even love. And it diffuses the ugliness of everyday life into a spirit of perfect communion. Every time, it's the same thing. I feel like crying. It's too beautiful. And everyone's singing together this marvelous sharing. I'm no longer myself, I'm just one part of a sublime whole to which the others also belong, and I always wonder at such moments why this cannot be the rule of everyday life instead of being an exceptional moment during a choir. I think it's a beautiful description. It's a sad description, because for this little girl with no faith in God, this is as best as it can get. Like the aesthetic experience is the highest thing that we can achieve, but it's but she has this sense of falsehood. It's just a moment. It seems that we are united, that we're together, but then we go to our everyday lives. It's, It's empty. But we know better. We believe in God. So we praise to God. We sing to Him. And we know that it's not a hollow experience, but it's a foreshadow. It's a glimpse of what will happen as is described in Revelation, that we all will sing to God together in heaven with the choirs of angels as we say before singing the sanctus at mass. We unite our voices to the choirs of angels, poor angels. So when we sing, we offer to each other, and this is a third reason, encouragement, and also a confession of faith. We sing together as brothers and sisters in arms. It helps us to sing together. And also, it pleases God. It gives glory to God. So I would like you to invite you to sing more at mass, to sing, to, no, not, not to be afraid or, or embarrassed. I think we should sing more. We don't sing enough. I mean, you sing a lot, but we could sing more. We could do better. And we are dispersed in this huge church and COVID made things worse. Otherwise I would say, hey, come come closer. I'm not saying that because we kind of wanna keep our distance, right? But even though we are scattered and dispersed, when we sing, we come together through our voices. That singing shortens the distance. And even though we are individually connected to the altar through our faith, When we sing, we are connected as a whole, as a people of God. Singing brings us together, shortens the distance, and it's beautiful, and it's powerful. When when a church is singing, anyone who comes in and sees a church singing, they want to stay because it's a testimony of faith, a witness of faith. Once a girl from Portland State University, she recently converted to, 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 to our faith, and she wrote an email to me saying, the Gloria is my favorite song to sing at the top of my lungs. Celebrating mass, we're all here together praising God. I wish we would sing the Gloria at the top of our lungs. We are praising God. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit throughout that beautiful hymn. So." Old, so venerable. Okay, have to wrap it up. You know, it takes humility and generosity, like the widow of the gospel that I neglected today, because you need to let go being so self conscious to sing. We are too aware of ourselves, of what others will sing. Who cares? what others will sing. God is listening, and others will be happy to listen to you sing, and they will be encouraged as well. Why do you think that when you go to poor places, poor neighborhoods, poor churches, people sing more, usually at least? Because they're less self-conscious. They have less to protect. So they don't care. They just sing out of their humility. We should be like that. We should also sing and also it takes generosity, because you have to sing with what you have. Give it all. You don't need to be Paul McCartney or Taylor Swift or I don't know. You just sing with what you have and God will listen to that and will be happy, just as a father that sees a, you know, a, a drawing from her to- his toddler likes it, even though the drawing or the singing might not be so good. You know, there are two models in the church. One model is when there's a music ministry that is singing or an organ that is played or a cantor that sings from the front and we all sit back, relax and enjoy it. And that's good, it's not bad. As long as we're listening and trying to somehow you know, unite ourselves to that music, but it's much better When we sing together, I think at least, when we unite our voices, and it's a river that goes to God as one song of praise. And that is what we're trying to do here with the music ministry. We're trying to push you from behind to sing to the Lord.